Greeting Earthlings, we have now taken over your radio. What up, hoopsters? Thanks for tuning in to Game of Runs. My name is Neil Noonan. Alongside me, the boy, the homie, Serge Kanda. How you doing, man? It's very late. Much later than we usually record. We were both a bit tuckered out, either from, from work, from spike ball, uh, from uh, various gaming activities. Um, but uh, we are here. Uh, we got to, you know, we got to record. We got to do the show. The, the show must go on. Absolutely. And watching the Raptor game here versus the Clippers as well. And we just watched the sequence here at the be or right at the end here, the second half. Where not only did Kyle Lowry make this amazing bounce pass to Siakam for the way he got up so quick and tore the rim like he did, it's just nasty. And then the the next play, Abaka. Um, Look at that thread, man. Yeah, we're just watching the replay now. Abaka makes a block, Ooh. and OG hits a three on the other team uh, on the other side. I mean, Kyle Lowry's been in a slump, and this is kind of one of what I wanted to talk about right off the top, but. This team, their best player is resting tonight. And they're doing this to a good Clipper squad. But this, like the Raptors just have weapons all over the floor. Like they're arguably the most complete roster in the NBA. Yeah, you know, that's high praise. And that's well deserved praise. Uh, if you're playing this well without your best player, um, I, I think that's just credit to the system and th- what these guys have bought into is in terms of how they want to play basketball. Um, because obviously when Kawhi's around, like the ball moves a little bit more toward his direction, right? Obviously that he's going to be a primary ball handler, if not the... Um, but when Kawhi's not around, like it, it's just their regular offense, but instead of those Kawhi possessions, they continue to move the ball how they would without, without Kawhi. And, and that sort of like continuation of, of the system is just really commendable. Like you got to really give it to Nick Nurse. You got to give it to uh, Dwayne Casey and, and Stack for, for being there and cultivating that to become what it is now, to be the caterpillars to the butterfly, the caterpie to the butterfree, actually. Do you think it'll be that kind of situation, like the Mark Jackson, Steve Kerr thing where... I mean, it's a little different because Nick Nurse was actually coaching with Casey. Yes. Where Steve Kerr came in, but he really did elevate that Golden State Warriors team, which was already good. Mark Jackson will tell you they were already good, but Steve Kerr made them great. And I don't know. I What's really interesting, too, like the comparison between when – Draymond Green was put into the starting lineup when Steve Kerr started. Kind of like Siakam got put in the starting lineup when Nick Nurse started. And Siakam's been an absolute revelation this year. I mean, the way he does so many things well, and I think he's just starting to figure out what he can do on the basketball floor with the kind of body he has, like as an athlete. Kind of like what Giannis kind of figured out like three years ago, where like... Oh, I really am the longest, craziest athlete in the NBA. I can kind of do whatever I want. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And we get to that point. I feel like Siakam is like a baby deer right now. 
Yeah. And he's just kind of figuring it out and being like, wow, like I can like, I could stretch to the rim so easily or I can dance around, like whether it's a he's in, step or something. He's in that anime position where like you just look at your hands and realize what you're becoming. And as soon as you become self-aware, you're Giannis Antetokounmpo. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> uh, that's the dream. Uh, he could be Draymond. He could be Giannis. Uh, or he could, you know, just this could be his best year and he could be, I don't know, um, Alan Crabb. Come on, man. How dare you <laughs> I'm just say saying. That? I'm just saying. He could have a great year. And then. Poor uh, Alan. Let's say um, Kawhi leaves and he's exposed the next year because of the more focus on him. Or let's say, in theory, that uh, he gets traded for uh, the Raptors to potentially add another star. And oh, I'm just saying. Interesting. And he doesn't perform as well in a different system. I- I'm just saying he fell into the right place. And that's a good thing. So, uh, I'm a big fan of what he's been able to pick up so far. And inserting him in the starting lineup, sometimes the opportunity is all you need. The way he looks right now on the court, yeah, he does look like a, a baby deer. A, a fawn, if you will. I believe that's a correct term. <laughs> I'll, I'll take if, your word for it, man. I don't know if it is a fawn, but I'm playing some Red Dead and I've, hunt, I've hunted quite a bit. Um, anyways... Uh, I'm also a better player. I'm a better Red Dead player than Dave. I don't tell him. I think, he get, I think he's very sensitive about it. Um, but yeah, no. If I think it's a combination of the system and Zachum's actual talent and skill. Um, very excited to see what he becomes. Very excited go. to see. Very excited to see how him and OG develop together. Yeah, man. OG. He, I mean, he broke out last year for sure. And it's it's funny, like, thinking back to, like, when he was playing for Indiana and getting hurt and falling in the draft and Masai technically kind of, like, reaching where he was for most mock drafts to take him. And he was healthier sooner than a lot of people thought. And he had a phenomenal rookie of the year. I mean, a lot of people were talking about, I mean, it was a crazy class last year with Donovan Mitchell and... Simmons included and obviously Tatum, but like right along with their people would bring OG up in that conversation. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's because the Raptors were so good, but having a rookie perform like that and being able to start and be like just the perfect 3 and D team or uh, teammate that like every playoff squad is looking for yeah it's crazy you know and i feel like he's kind of had like a, a fairly slow start to the year or like the sophomore slump that a lot of mitchell tatum <laughs> that yeah. are all having basically right now basically you've been scouted now yes like people know what you're about yeah and og he's in a different role than those guys for sure but uh um it's exciting like having the having two guys on your roster that are playing significant minutes and have so much room to grow just because of their age and potential. That's really exciting when you're the best team in the conference already. Yeah, the good thing about these picks, and Syakam is a perfect example to how he's changed the Raptors. Um, they all fit modern basketball. All these picks are modern basketball. Moving JV to the bench, that's a modern basketball move. Um, and this has been a really forward-thinking organization. Maybe Nick Nurse is the butterfree to the Caterpie, and maybe OG, Pascal, Fred Van Vliet, and oh my gosh, I'm missing one. 
it's not Yakapurtle. No, it's not Yakapurtle. Um, but yeah, it's it's really it's really scary to think what they could be with Kawhi. It's Celtics esque. It's Warriors esque. It looks like a really good team, pending that Kawhi stays. I'm glad you brought up Kawhi too because. We're watching basically the two teams people have almost put in pen that he will be on next year, like one or the other. It's the Kawhi Bowl. We're watching the Kawhi Bowl. Yeah, without a doubt. Kawhi Bowl um, also low-key sounds delicious. <laughs> like that might be a menu item at Hawaii Kai. Yeah, or booster juice or something. True. Um, yeah, watching these two teams, even without Kawhi, it's funny, like – we were talking a little bit uh, before we turned the mics on about uh, Gallinari and a little bit about Harris, about how they, they've been so good for this Clipper team that we're like, what, I mean, Kawhi can fit in any, on any team, but what happens with Tobias Harris? You're obviously going to want to want Kawhi if you're, uh, if you're an organization, but the fit is interesting. And thinking about these two or comparing the Raptors and the Clippers and whether or not that matters to Kawhi or is it really just about the city? Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of a weird dude, man. Yeah, yeah he is. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, I mean, he, he Tell he me your favorite share... Christmas moment. <laughs> man, not right now, man. <laughs> not right oh, now, man. <laughs> oh, oh, if you guys haven't seen that, it's... <laughs> Kawhi got asked a question uh, tonight. Uh, this has been Tuesday night. Uh, what's your favorite Christmas moment? He's not right now. <laughs> not not right now. The question. Um, last thing I want to talk about about the Raptors uh, before we can move on. Kyle Lowry. So, man, he, he's had. He honestly had one of the best starts. I feel like to a season in his career this year. He's leading the league in assists playing phenomenal shooting really well from beyond the arc like absolutely the the second best player on a title winning team it was topical that we saw that gnarly pass again right as uh we come into halftime 70 57 raptors in the lead scoring 70 points in the first half against they're the big time man they're yeah absolutely but and, please continue and, and kyle's, kyle. de- kyle's definitely playing better tonight but seeing this seeing how he started and then the past like two weeks or so um I've talked to a few people. <laughs> I actually brought up very funny that he started talking about the. I think he had that sit down uh, interview with Rachel Nichols, where they they were talking about. She asked him about Demar, and they talked about uh, about uh, uh, Masai Ujiri, and then this slump started happening and going scoreless against the Bucks. Um, barely, not even. It's not even just scoring, but he's not even shooting, kind of thing. I mean, what are your thoughts on like the Kyle Lowry roller coaster? I think it's a pretty big change from not playing with your best friend and playing with someone who works totally differently on the court. Um, And, you know, your coach getting fired. So uh, I think I think it came out that, you know, uh, his first comments about the coach firing like it was positive about Nick Nurse, uh, but it was respectful toward Casey. So um, I, I think all of those changes together. And, you know, on the last year of his contract, um, he, he's a dad. I don't know. He probably has a lot going on in his life. Um, he's making $30 million this year, and then his future is kind of 
know, him, Ibaka, and Kawhi are all free agents. So what is this team going to be next year? Is it going to be a bunch of really talented young guys and some nice role players to fill are out? Are you sure about that? Are those two guys... No, keep talking. I'm going to look this up. Serge Ibaka and Kyle Lowry re-upped at the same year, uh, $30 million and $33 million. one more year. I could be crazy. Sure? I No, I'm not. <laughs> That's why I want to look it up. Because, uh, ooh, man. Um, Hoopsype has the best salaries, huh? Yeah. But yeah, that you're like you're right. Because they expire. I I thought that was why the trade made sense because you're getting off Demar's money two years earlier, and if Kawhi leaves, okay, then you blow it up, uh, and you don't have to resign. Uh, uh, you worry about uh, Lowry and Ibaka because those guys match up with the actual um, timeline of of Kawhi's contract status. Lowry and Abaka both have it next year as well. Really? Yeah. Lowry's got 33. Abaka's got 23. Oh, I stand totally corrected. Uh, uh, Valanchunas has a player option. Okay, so they're all going to be around for one more year. Um, Norm Powell's the one guy that's extended. Interesting. Because he's got a pretty cheap contract now, too. But yeah. Um, at 11 mil? But uh, yeah, 10 finishes at 11 right now. Okay. Um, but yeah. Kawhi up, obviously. Danny Green is up as well. CJ Miles has a player option. If you lose Kawhi and Danny Green, then, I mean, it would suck that you don't have anything really to show for the trade. But at the same time, you got off money. And it'll allow you, it'll give you a very clear version, uh, vision of where you want to go as a franchise. But yeah, I do stand corrected then on uh, the timelines matching up. But it's all uh, good, man. Kawhi's gonna sign for five years, anyways. Yeah, we'll give him whatever he wants. We'll give him the key to the city. <laughs> Drake will give him the key to the city. Yeah, Drake will give him the key to the did city. Did you? Yeah, did you hear that they also made Demar's old locker into Drake's new locker? <laughs> that isn't true. Is that real? I think so. I don't like that, man. <laughs> I don't like that at all, man. <laughs> Something you do like, and I, I wanted to pick no, your brain about, uh, but these Jordan Concords. Yes, let's get these bad boys that out. Let me pass. Not only do here. you have in your hand, um, they're they're a very pretty looking shoe, but I saw a few NBA players wearing uh over the weekend. Um break this down for me, man. You're 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 the sneakerhead. It's uh it's a big part of uh, basketball culture right now for sure. Yeah, the Jordan eleven re released uh a few times now, it re-released with a higher patent leather or a lower patent leather and 23 on the heel. But the original version, the OG, had a had a uh, high-cut patent leather and 4 or 5 on the heel. So this is the closest version to the OG um, release in 1995. That's crazy. When Michael Jordan first came back. Um, this was, Wearing the 4 or 5. Yeah. Uh, yo, Make shout out to you. With your- Wow, Whoa. Neil, I'm impressed. <laughs> Come um, on. Yeah. Um, Shouts. Uh, happy birthday, Jay-Z. Um, it's his birthday today? Uh, December 4th. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, <laughs> Shouts to you, Jay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, like this, this is a phenomenal classic shoe, not just in, in the way it looks, but the way it performs as a basketball sneaker. Um, and this was the year that Michael Jordan did not win in the 90s he did not win in the playoffs in the 90s 
1995, where they got eliminated by the Magic. These were on his feet. So this is a, a, a transformative sneaker in, ter in terms of where MJ was in his career. Uh, in the terms of the way it looks, um, it's definitely the most icon one of the most iconic patent leathers ever. I, I mean, uh, shout out BBS Steve uh, from 3P. Um, I, I think there's only two patent leather shoes that he messes with. It's Concord 11s and Bapes. You know, those Bape shoes with, oh, the, yeah. with the stars on them? Of yeah. course. Oh, damn. Oops. Uh, but yeah, you can spot Concords from a mile away. Oh, absolutely. Right? Like the the black band around the entire shoe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, MJ was fine for wearing these because of the color scheme of the uh, Jordan 11s. So it was a bit of a callback to the Jordan 1s where for his first sneaker, he was wearing the band colorway. The That's why it's known as the band, the black and red. Uh, Brad version. Isn't it wild, like, David Stern's NBA, thinking about it now? Like, the NBA is so much more fun. We got guys wearing ninja headbands. Yeah. And MJ was getting fined for his shoes. Russell Westbrook could dress as a ninja turtle and no one would bat an eye. As a matter of fact, Holy I would like shit. that photo on Instagram. He sh <laughs> I would like that photo. I would, I would save it to a folder on my, on my Instagram. <laughs> oh, you'd probably send it to me, too. Probably, um, actually. Wow. If anyone needs to start wearing a ninja headband, it's Russell Westbrook. Oh, absolutely. He he genuinely is uh, the closest thing we have to... Um, Donatello? Yeah, a, a ball <laughs> of fire also. Um, to, to touch back on the closest thing we have to something, uh, we were also talking off-air about... Uh, kind of about modern basketball or, or basically seven footer. What is the tallest a goat can be? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thought provoking question from you. So yeah. kudos to that. Thank you. So, uh, I, I mean, I opened up with like, like how tall is Wilt? And then I, I believe you looked it up at seven, two, seven, one, seven, one, seven, one, uh, and Wilt obviously, you know, regarded as, as a goat in a lot of people's minds. Um, the goat, uh, obviously up for discussion, uh, who else is there? I mean, uh, Shaq, Tim Duncan, those guys are in goat range. Uh, when, when you want to get down to the bread and butter, it's, uh, I guess, if you want to say Bill Russell, uh, that's an option. But uh, Michael Jordan and LeBron James at 6'6 six, six and 6'9. Six, uh, but there's this new era of players that are just unreal at their height. And that would be like the, these, these guards, these seven-foot guards uh, guys with unreal ball handling and range, uh, and and the truly special ones able to also utilize that in, in that physical strength and post work, and, and the guys who are doing that best would be Anthony Davis and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, have you had a chance to catch either of them in the past week? Yeah, I mean, watching watching Giannis versus the Raptors, obviously. Um, I've definitely seen a lot more of Giannis than than of AD this season, but you're right. Like as far as those two having the body that can be the next greatest of all time, or that next guy in that conversation, Kevin Durant. Sure, yeah, so no doubt in like that he, range. Absolutely, I would put I would put those three all kind of in their own category. I'm I'm glad you brought him up too because they're all right around six ten, six eleven. It depends what kind of shoes they're wearing, what saw, whatever it is. You know, like they're right around that height. They're they're not about seven feet, but they're just there. 
You know, you know, you want to know the most infuriating thing, by the way, because Kevin Durant says he's six nine. I think he's like legitimately six nine in two K, and that pisses me off because <laughs> I could have so much more of an advantage if I were using the Warriors, but I'm not because I'm not a lame ass square. Yeah, and a lot of people say that like Kevin Durant, like he's he's seven feet walking around. You know, yeah. like people are saying this this dude's monster, and the fact that him. Anthony Davis, Giannis, they can shoot, pass, dribble, rebound all so well and defend um, at that height. That I feel like that's the next jump. Yeah. That that next player. And, and Kevin Durant, I would say, is pretty damn close to that conversation. Um, he's the closest, obviously, out of those guys, but he's the most experienced and he, he's done the most. But... Michael Jordan at 6'6", LeBron at 6'9". There is going to be that third guy coming in at 6'10", 6'11", that will enter that conversation at some point. Is the guy playing right now? Maybe. What if Kevin Durant wins eight championships? What if? What if? Fuck, man. He's gonna, And then he's going to be one of the great... Like, he's going to go down... He's oh, gonna shout sp- out to Jimmy Goldstein, by the way. Oh, yo. Sidebar, right after this point. Actually, I'm going to say it now because I'm going to forget about it. When I went to the All-Star Weekend in New Orleans in 2014. <laughs> I cut you off so bad. This was Saturday night. And this was, okay, it, it was the worst. Because this was, do you remember when they tried to do the dunk contest as like an open kind of pickup thing where everyone would take their turn, but yep. it would, you know. They'd have a time to do whatever. Yeah. It was awful. No one know who. No one knew who won at the end. It ended up being uh, yeah. You can't run a dunk contest like a skateboard competition. Exactly. Yeah, and that's what they tried to do. It didn't work. Anyways, everyone left disappointed. Not me, however. Okay. Because I walked out of that building. I was I was trying to race and get by everybody like being slow. But then I guess who I saw going up the stairs by himself. Everyone was going down. This guy was going up, and I saw his hat, and I was like. Oh my goodness! It's Jimmy Goldstein. That's so. Ill. Went right up to him um, and said, "Hey, like, can we take a picture?" Kind of thing. Um, I actually forget what I said. I obviously said something between that, not to be rude. Yeah. Well, either way, <laughs> what do you say to a rich guy? <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. I think you're cool as shit. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Right? Like, that's if I was thing. rich, I'd do what you did too, or yeah. you, you do too. Um. But yeah, shout out to Jimmy Goldstein. Yeah, no. Um, and and to close on your point from before that, before I rudely interrupted you, yeah. there is someone who's going to be 6'10", 6'11", who enters the conversation. Yo, yes, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> we, like, think about it. Um, it it's trending upwards already. Uh, or I mean, it, it dropped down and it's, it's trending upwards again. But, like, um, I, I think the main thing is that basketball is getting better. Humans are evolving just to be more athletic, more thoroughbred in in this era. Uh, yeah. There's a reason LeBron exists now and not in the 90s. Super athletes are marrying super athletes and generating super soldiers that are going to be like literally Spartan fives yeah, that are just unstoppable. Like uh, Serena Williams and Alexis Ohanian. Yeah, that's going to be <laughs> a genius jock. It's going to be the best of both worlds. Like That's insane. Uh, insane bl- blood going into that as far as like and genetics and 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 thought and, and immense talent and skill and, and genius. Um, so uh, hey, um, 
Serena's and Alexis' baby uh, presidential run, 2065. Let's get it. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> All right. uh, We're going there. Anyways. Um, KD could go down as the GOAT. Okay. Wow. KD could go down as a goat. No, I take that back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I'm, actually tasted bad coming yeah. out of my mouth. <laughs> I was actually about to like hotly debate you here. <laughs> I was like, really? No, as as I, no okay. Let me, let me try here. <laughs> KD is going to win most likely three championships in a row, at least, right? If okay. they win this year, they, he's got three in a row. He'll, Steph is playing incredible, but just judging by. How Goldstein is still behind them. (laughs) Are you serious? (laughs) We went to a whole commercial break and he's still behind them. It's because he's got the front row tickets, man. (laughs) Oh, geez. Okay, Katie Uh, wins three in a row. Recording watching a game is fun, but probably not on the other end. So, sorry, listeners. uh, We will probably do this again. This is fun. But let me finish this point. Kevin Durant is going to win three championships in a row. What if he stays? What if this team is actually together for a couple more? Like, what what if they do four or five in a row, whatever it may be? Or he actually does go to another kind of super team-ish, whatever it may be, and continues to win championships, finishes with six or seven. He scores 30 points a game until he's 39 years old. Holy Jesus. What is, <laughs> is this 2K? And he eclipses 40,000 points. 40,000 points. Okay, at that point, <laughs> you, are, you are literally, okay, you are putting a hot, hot argument on, on, on the table, bro. Um, 40,000 points and the greatest mercenary of all time. He's the great, he would be the greatest hired gun in league history and Slim maybe Reaper, sports, baby. maybe sports history. If he, if he left the thunder had an iconic era with the Warriors as the greatest team of all time, and then did his own thing, and we would still remember him as an emotional snake. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) What's the code? (laughs) With burner accounts, for sure, yeah. No one would care. No, he'd be the greatest of all time. He'd be like, LeBron better. (laughs) This guy sucks. LeBron's a president, bro. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to happen, man. That's going to be amazing. Um, Okay, so Katie. He'd just be so salty. Katie's got a great shot, but um, the reason is we're talking about we had Halo on our mind before, and I mentioned uh, like LeBron. That's why like, you asked that question. <laughs> I just want to I just want to stunt this little uh, analogy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, Le- LeBron is Master Chief, right? right and this right. new era are the Spartan Fives. Yes, okay. in their suits, they're as strong as a Master Chief, but they aren't as special or go gone through what Master Chief has gone because. You have to be selected now to be a Spartan Five. Kids were like, from child, from childhood, became Spartan Ones or Spartan Twos. Right. And that, that was what LeBron was, out of obscurity. The chosen one. He's the greatest of all time. You hear to hear. LeBron James. Let's finish with this. Because we got a couple, we got one minute. LeBron James, Dwayne Wade last night. Give me your hottest take. Uh, third greatest shooting guard ever and greatest of all time maybe second greatest of all time doesn't matter two of the greatest to ever do it uh, a little bit emotional I fell asleep during the game so I didn't see it I had to watch it tonight, like like this morning um, I had such a smile on my face seeing them kind of at a loss for words knowing the cameras were on them but I'd just be like yo this was special man and that was really cool 
And they just both acted like children the entire night, I feel they like. They, they did. They were pretty giddy about it, but it was very cool. You're right. It was so uh, tasteful. Two of the greatest, two of the best duo, like, two of the best, uh, one of the best duos ever. <laughs> um, that's, oh, my God. It's that late. Retired, it man. Yeah. Retired. Thank you for tuning in to Game Up Runs this week. Uh, we'll most likely be back in studio next week, but who knows? It's the holidays, and uh, there's some really good, good basketball going on, so... Uh, We'll see, but uh, thanks for tuning in this week. Enjoy the basketball laugh. See you next week. Bye-bye.